First thing I'd like to say is thank you for continuing on this journey with me. I know the podcast episodes don't line up correctly as they should with a time frame, I should say. And that's because I don't really work like that. You know, I don't really just want to put out content when I don't feel something. Like if I don't feel it, I, I delete it. I mean, I've stepped up to this microphone a number of times to try and put something out for people or put something out that was on my mind and it didn't align with the way I felt. So I deleted it. <laughs> and I think that that's actually an asset within itself to be able to do that, to know when something isn't honest and authentic and you don't vibe with what you're putting out to the people and people can pick up on that. So that's why I decided to do that and take some time and really understand myself more and understand the things I wanted to say before I said them. So this podcast is just in the beginning stages of what it is. And that also means that I'm in the beginning stages of myself as well. Like March 3rd was three years clean for me. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. It it is. You know, as an individual who spent over half of his life inside of addiction, inside of self-sabotage inside of a lack of love for oneself for those of you that are trying to relate to addiction that's what addiction is it's living with a lack of love for yourself it's not knowing how to love yourself and not being given the education or the tools to do that on your own so you continue through this destructive force of nature that you become and my destruction was within myself through drug addiction because I felt so deeply about so many different things. I was sensitive to to feelings, to situations, to people, to scenarios in my life that it made me feel so deep, empathetic in a sense, as we all are empathetic, but I can only speak from my own situation as an empath. I had the tendency to cry when I was happy, cry when I was sad, and cry when I was angry. This was just the outlet that I had or the emotion that I chose to use as a form of a display of self-expression over certain situations. But in my family, we never communicated about that. And we were never taught how to process or talk about our feelings. What I witnessed was to bury them. So in my own personal journey, I never learned how to communicate about emotions. And I think that that's something that we can all relate to because in most countries, we are not taught how to do this because human beings are human beings anywhere in the world. We are not Chinese, we are not Canadian, we are not Mexican. We are human beings, a part of the human race, which is why we all can relate to the things that are going on inside of us. Yet more often than not, we're taught how to judge from an external perspective because that divides us, but none of that actually matters. What really matters is what goes on inside of us because that's where all the true value is. That's that's where we get to be our unique, honest, authentic self. But for me personally, I was never taught how to communicate about those emotions and how to process them. So I chose drugs because it just stopped me from feeling. I felt so much, so I needed something that would stop me from feeling and that's what the drugs did for me there was never a love loving relationship with the drugs nobody wakes up and decides they want to use heroin for 20 years or you know smoke crack or or do cocaine or any of these drugs or drink alcohol or anything that's destructive to the human nature of love like you learn to do that because you weren't taught other ways how to do things so drug addiction and and addiction in itself is an easy one to attach to 
some people shop you know this is why we have sales everywhere is because that idea sends a message to their brain that they can distract from what they're feeling to buy something so that they can feel something but in my situation i needed to distract from feeling altogether because i felt on such a molecular level so the addiction worked very well for me so to spend you know over half of your life without the proper tools how to grow through that you 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 learn some very difficult behaviors and you you know create some enormous emotional traumas and to alleviate those you continue along the path of addiction but when i was in jail um i was brought to a place of an awareness uh, a place of love and a place of understanding for myself through an avenue of spirituality i had unlocked something inside of myself by reading a book about another individual who had walked a very similar life to mine and in the book he had surrendered his love to jesus and basically what that meant was i think that he surrendered himself to a source of love to allow a source of love to love oneself because that's how i've come to understand it because i did the same thing and spoke some words inside of my jail cell i basically just said that i surrendered my love to jesus and i'm not anyone who was a religious individual or had any real connection to this idea of christianity or any religion for that matter but i was just at a place in my life where i needed something you know i needed something i needed anything i, I was homeless i had nobody and i had no one and i had nothing so i was essentially just left with myself and i read that book and it kind of spoke to me so i thought you know what in this moment i have nothing and i have no one what do i have to lose if this man found love and has all this wonderful life of whatever he wants by speaking a couple words then i'm going to try it too and and i did and you know immediately i had a wave of love and peace wash over me like i'd never understood in my life I was vibrating at such a high intensity it felt like I was floating. It was just personal. It was just for me. I just share this because I want it for the whole world. And spirituality is not religion. Spirituality is love. That's what it is, but you've got to understand love on your own terms. So I share about my experiences and I share about the things that happened to me because a lot of people ask me like, "Man, how did you overcome 23 years of addiction?" Like, I spent for those of you that are listening to this and that you're currently in active drug use. I'm going to talk about the drug situation that I went through a little bit because I think it's necessary, you know, uh for people to understand where I came from and and why I do this. I uh in the early stages of my drug addiction started out with marijuana like everyone else and then, you know, progressed to mushrooms because it was acceptable and I advocate for organics absolutely uh for mental health these days. for sure you just need proper education on how to use it it's it's a wonderful tool it's it's way better than pharmaceuticals uh but you have to be educated on how to use these things but after i tried um mushrooms i found it acceptable to try acid because it was a psychedelic as well and it expanded my mind in in ways that um i enjoyed but i needed more because it was it was within the expansion of mind that i wasn't looking for that i was looking for a way not to feel so i progressed to cocaine which made me feel many different things within inside myself uh, a lot of self-hatred 
uh, a lot of self-doubt. It, it was pure poison for me. I never enjoyed it at all, but it distracted me from feeling and I got addicted to the chase uh, of just trying to get money and then trying to get the drug. That's really what excited me. Never was it using the drugs. I didn't enjoy that at all. Uh, from there, because I was so sick and tired of being awake for so long that one of my friends was uh, trying experimenting with heroin and I tried it after uh, a long journey of him trying to convince me that it was good. Uh, I finally said yes and I tried it and um, I never really looked back after that because I could function on it and I was just looking for a way not to feel and yet to continue to function. But uh, as a high-functioning addict, uh, a high-functioning addict is someone who can go to work, who can kind of seamlessly look like they have it all together. You know, I can pay some bills, I can have an apartment, I can have a little bit of food, and I can look put together. But I'm totally a full-blown drug addict. I was still able to look somewhat like I had it together. So, you know, I was grateful for that. But anything that goes up must come down. Uh, I spent two years smoking it and then I was introduced to the needle and I spent 15 years with the needle and once heroin wasn't really working for me all the time I would go back with all the drugs and everything went in the needle after that so it became quite intense and quite powerful. Anything with IV is is hard and fast and as I lived my life that way I was okay with that. But it took everything away from you very quickly because when you are messing around with the needle, um, life can become very destructive very quickly because of the intensity of the drug addiction. Uh, I overdosed 33 times with fentanyl over the last two years of my drug addiction. So I shouldn't be here, you know. I am here and I'm here for a reason and I believe it's for me to be here to talk about the things that happened to me. And I'm very grateful for, you know, the way I look. I'm, I'm still have everything in the right places you know because i know many individuals that have been in addiction for quite some time have lost all their teeth and you know a great deal of their health deteriorates that they can't come back from so i'm very grateful to be in the position that i'm in but i don't take that for granted it's like hey like you know you came through this you got to do something with it so that's how i approach this whole thing and it's within that approach that i need to become honest right so I've taken a step back from time to time because I go within myself. You know, after 23 years of bad behaviors and, and bad patterns within your life's bad belief systems, you begin to open doors within yourself and, and you try and discover who you are and you have to rebuild this individual that you want to become. And I'm so grateful that I don't walk alone. That's why I talk about the spirituality thing because love has my back all the time because I accepted love and love accepted me and I did that just through speaking some words through a book now you have to arrive there on your own circumstances but I'll, I'll share about how it happened for me right and, and the benefits of what happened for me now I give back to the community as a way to give the love that was given to me. I, I don't take that for granted by any means. Um, so I definitely am down in the east side of Vancouver and I make peanut butter and jam sandwiches every Sunday. And I take them down there with cases of water and I hand them out in a little wagon, <laughs> you know? And it's so wonderful because, you know, people always ask me, what organization do you work for? And I'm like, there's no organization. Three years ago, I used to live down here for years. Some people remember me. And that in itself, you know, it's just a, a distribution of my time 
and my love that I give these people. And I, I listen because I was one of them. And I would encourage you, if you've been through something in your life, to go give back into those areas that you overcame. Because that's a big part of the healing, you know, is to see people where we once were and encourage them to grow through what they're going through. Because I didn't just make it through the things I went through to run off and and start a company and make money and go live my life on a personal basis. For me personally, that's not how how it is. Like, because I'm a human being, a part of the human race. So, you know, my brothers and sisters are everywhere and a lot of people are struggling these days. And I see that. And I want to affect that in the most positive manner that I can so that we can all evolve into this higher consciousness that I know that we're all headed towards. But in order to get to that higher consciousness, we have to learn how to love ourselves. And in order to learn how to love ourselves, we've got to process emotions because it's through that darkness that we really are brought to the light. And that's what happened to me. My entire journey up until this point was my greatest asset. And it was very difficult. Like it's not easy to say that. The challenges that I faced throughout my life uh, through the addiction were incredible. I, I, I lost three children along that journey. Uh, they're still here, but uh, I am have no contact with them uh, due to the drug addiction. And I'm in my third year now of, of sobriety and being in this place of love for myself. And I'm very close to putting that part of my life back together. But, you know, even the understanding of that, like losing love, you still have to be patient with love. I have to be patient with myself and I have to be patient with love, which is very difficult. You know, I I wanted to rush back in and and just be with them right away, but that's not how it goes. You know, when you make such a mess of your life, you have to first build a foundation within yourself and know who you are and be the things that you say. You know, you have to become the person that you want to become. You can't just talk. You got to take action. That's the biggest thing when you're trying to overcome anything in your life. If you're trying to love yourself, You have to take action to get there. Self-love and self-care means being a witness of your thoughts because your thoughts become your reality. So if you're constantly down on yourself and beating yourself up for not learning a lesson and repeating the same lesson over and over, take a step back. Rather than beat yourself up, you need to look at life as education and where you saw your mistakes, just be better on the next one. There's no point in putting yourself down all the time that just leaves you in a darker space you know you just have to celebrate the little things celebrate the little milestones the positives that you overcome and and really focus shift your perspective and focus on the positives for me trying something new like speaking those words out of that book like that was totally new for me somebody asked me they said do you think that you would have overcome your addiction without speaking those words and accepting spirituality to be honest with you i don't think i would have just because I walk with it as it's it's one with me, you know, this spirituality, this love, it's, it's so incredible. It's a connection to everything and everyone within yourself. It's like this source, like this infinite source of wisdom, of love, of understanding, of connection. Like it's so much more than this idea we've been led to believe is life. And that idea, what I'm talking about is materialism, entitlement through jobs. Uh, and, And what I mean by that is people that have been called to a certain purpose, let's say, let's say a doctor, for example, you're called to that job. It's not an easy job. It's, it's a purpose in life. But when you do something for a paycheck 
and you wake up and you have to do it every single day, the inspiration and passion that once was there designed to be purposeful is now taken away from you by the objective of a paycheck. You know, you're so overworked and underpaid and that's the value. The value comes through the paycheck that you kind of just forget why you got into it. And that's why a lot of people lose inspiration and passion for what they do. It's because it becomes a job. So there's a sense of entitlement when we get titles, right? But really little pieces of white paper on the wall just tell us that we're an employee. Education is meant to be free for everyone. It would really constitute a much higher consciousness of humanity if we were all encouraged to be educated, but there is uh, a big reason as to why we are not all encouraged to be educated. And that is because if you don't have the education, you don't have the information. If you don't have the information, you're gonna listen to the people that do. And that's very frustrating for me to understand and appreciate and to accept because it's very difficult to appreciate a society that doesn't wanna work together and we don't think of equality before anything else. So that's really why I do this podcast is like, I share from my personal situation of going through an extremely dark time in my life, which we can all relate to. Everyone's darkness is their own darkness. There's no comparison. Nobody's journey is worse than another individual's because your journey is unique for yourself. So whatever you're here going through is what you're here to learn. And when you learn the lessons and you break free from the fear and the anxiety and stress that holds you back, in the past from your emotional traumas and you process that, you're brought to the present moment. And when you're brought to the present moment, you're able to look around and what's going on around you. And you can see how heavily embedded inequality is. And for me, when I don't see people from China or from Mexico or Japan, I see human beings part of human race. Well, now the whole world affects myself because we can't evolve into a higher consciousness until everyone in the world is processing emotions and living in the present moment. So that's why I do this, you know, because I just want to encourage you to understand the importance of processing emotions. And hey, I've had my challenges in my life. Like I I speak about my kids because that was a very difficult one for me. But for years, I let that hold me back. You know, I didn't process it. And I attached to using drugs as a means of not feeling anything about it. But it only pushed me further down. Now, I talk about drug addiction, but your addiction may be shopping, it may be eating, because let's be real, people that are overweight have an emotional trauma happening. It's not because they enjoy eating all the time, they eat because they're trying to feel something or they're trying not to feel something. So we can all kind of associate, same with video games. People play video games to distract themselves from the reality that's going on in and around them. Once they get into the video game, it's virtual reality that they don't have to focus on the things that are happening in their life. So we can really kind of all associate to this thing called addiction or this thing called distraction. I prefer to call it distraction because that's what it is. Addiction is just the method that becomes once we consume too much of the distraction, it becomes an addiction. And now you're stuck inside of the addiction, which is even better for those people that are trying to distract because now you can only focus on the addiction. And generally that's a result of emotional traumas. And emotional traumas don't have to be physical or sexual abuse. They can be neglect or personally for myself, it was an inability to communicate about how I felt, which is pretty common for many people. So that emotional trauma is why I share about it because it, you know, it, it's something just as easy as that. It's whatever's traumatic to the human that the human doesn't process and has a great deal of emotion attached to. That's an emotional trauma. So I would really encourage you to go within yourself and 
observe yourself. Get deep. You know, depth. Depth is such a beautiful thing. I mean, it's not something we talk too much about because so many people are okay with surface level conversations. I don't believe they're okay with it, to be honest with you. I think it's just a normal practice of life because people don't want to become vulnerable. They don't want to open themselves up for fear of judgment. But I'm going to tell you something. If you're trying to grow, vulnerability is everything. It's It allows you to speak your truth without any fear of judgment. You've got to really take that back into your own life and, and understand that there's 8 billion people on the planet if the little circle of people that you have come to know as your friends are judging you based on the things that hold you back you need a new circle of friends and there might be a period of loneliness that comes within this journey of self-discovery because the people that you thought you knew are actually not there for you then just sit with that loneliness because it's a beautiful time to just really reflect on yourself and, and the people around you and don't worry about being accepted because you're going to accept yourself and once you accept yourself you don't need nobody and i would really encourage you to begin by accepting spirituality and opening love up within yourself and, and asking love to come into your life in however you feel the manner that you want to do it there is no right or wrong answer for asking love to come into your life just open your heart chakra and by doing that, just ask. Just just ask to open the heart chakra and have love come into your life and sit with that. And, and that's a great way to start. You know, if you're looking for a way or if you're not knowing how to do it, that it's it's simple. It's not complicated. And it's very personal. So it's however you want to do it. I mean, when we're talking about love, love is the most powerful thing on the planet. And that's why I talk about it. This is why media outlets don't talk about it. This is why it's constant directive and narrative to feed you a fear-based agenda. Because if you're afraid all the time, you can be controlled. And let's be real, right now there's a lot of control going on in the world by people who shouldn't have this power. And I want to remind you of that, remind you of your power. And by doing that, I'm going to remind you of love because love is how you came into this world. You came in such a powerful human being. And don't think that you're so far removed that you can't get back to that. Because as an individual who faced 23 years of addiction and spent time on the street and was in jail, hey man, I took my power back. The things that I have in life that are most valuable today to me are, are the things that are within me. The power, the ability to think for myself, the awareness, the vulnerability, the communication, the trust, the respect, the honest friendships that I have created, the relationships with people that are around me, with my family. Like my my family and I, we were not good for quite some time because I was very difficult. You know, I was, a, I was an addict, right? So I constantly beat my mother down for money and she constantly gave it to me, which anyone listening to this, if you have an addict for a child, please stop giving them money. It wasn't until my mother stopped giving me money that I was really able to hit the lowest point that I needed to hit in my life, and it brought me to the light. As long as somebody's there enabling your journey, you're never really going to get over it because somebody's always feeding you to feed the addiction. Of course you care for them, of course you love them, and you don't want your son, child, family member out there suffering on the street, but the suffering has to happen because it's their suffering. It's not yours. You choose to suffer along with them because you think it's the best thing for them, but it isn't. I'm here to tell you that. And my family and I have all come to an agreement that we will share about my journey uh, very honestly and very openly because we want to help other people. I mean, you don't take 23 years and not learn something, right? Like we were in earth school, all of us, and we learned a great deal of challenging lessons. So 
you know, it has to be for something. So that's why we share about this kind of thing. And, and that's why I talk about what my family went through as well. And it's, I think it's important, you know, for you to know that I come from a wonderful family, like two very hardworking individuals uh, that struggled uh, for myself and my brother uh, immensely. And I don't want that for anyone else. And there's drug addiction is becoming a, a distraction that many people are attaching to. And it's very common these days. So don't beat yourself up for that as well. Just try and communicate. The best thing you can give a child with addiction is love. Be there to understand that no matter what they need to talk about, that you're there to listen. Because that's really all I ever needed was somebody to listen. But my parents didn't know how to talk to me. And that's very common as well. And you don't have to be parents. You could be a loved one. It could be a relationship. Whatever it may be, communication is key. But it takes two to communicate. So if the other individual is not willing to communicate, you have to give yourself space until that individual is ready to see correctly within themselves. And you'll know. You'll be able to hear the words and you'll, you'll know. You'll be able to pick up on it. Use your intuition. Think from your heart, mind. Please don't think from your mind when you're listening to a conversation from an addict because uh, addicts are very good at manipulating to get what they want. But if you listen to your heart when you're listening to an individual that's going through addiction, your heart will tell you whether it's true or not. And that's a big thing. I don't think we listen to our heart enough. I, I've practiced a great deal listening from my heart. And, and the reason I've taken these few weeks off here is because I've really been growing that within myself, this ability to speak and think from my heart. And it's not easy. The manipulation that we have had within our lives to be so judgmental of ourselves and others distracts us from listening to our heart mind but i can tell you it is such a beautiful release to listen from the heart mind and to speak from the heart mind it's so peaceful i want to talk a little bit about meditation because meditation and yoga have been a wonderful part of my journey but they were both extremely challenging over the last three years and i'll tell you why they were extremely challenging because when I approached them, I approached them as if it was something that was just going to work for me, you know, because the reason you get into meditation and yoga is because you see all these other people doing it and they have found this thing inside of it, right? So you want to try and get that within your life. But it's extremely challenging in the beginning because we have no information and we have no education. And it's something you do on your own. So it's something you have to discipline yourself to do. And anything that becomes work is usually work. So whenever I jumped into my yoga and meditation practice, it was really difficult because I didn't want to do it because I had to struggle. And it was through that struggle that I didn't enjoy it. So because I didn't enjoy it, I couldn't see the benefits of it because my mind kept telling me that it's difficult. It's difficult. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, which is very common in our everyday lives. So meditation and yoga taught me that. And that was a beautiful lesson. And they don't talk about that within meditation and yoga, like to see this struggle, to see the challenge as being a wonderful part of the practice. But I encourage you to see that as well as with meditation. You lay down with meditation the first time, your mind is going 50 million different directions. I mean, to try and focus on nothing is extremely difficult. But that's the beautiful part of meditation. That's the first bit of the practice is to observe, is to become a witness of your thoughts, not to try and fight them and not to get angry at yourself that you can't meditate. That is meditation. Meditation is just becoming aware 
in the present moment. And if you're just observing how many thoughts are going through your mind, that's a beautiful place to begin. Because every day you'll be able to focus on your thoughts a little more. And that's a wonderful place to start self-love and self-care because like I said before, the thoughts shape our reality. So we tend to slow down and think before we speak about the things that really align with us. I centralize love at the beginning of every day. That way, before I speak or before I, I, I jump into an emotional reaction, I remember that I'm connected to everyone and everything. And that's important, right? It's really important to have an intention for the day because it slows you down. You're no longer on autopilot. And many of us are just on autopilot. It's like wake up, work, eat, sleep, repeat throw kids in there, throw running around. It's like, at what point do we get a little bit of time for ourselves? But you've really got to discipline yourself to have at least 30 minutes of your day for you. And that's another wonderful thing that I learned about meditation and yoga that really helped me. After I tried so many times, tried so many times, I just learned every time that I didn't get it, I learned something new so that when I practiced the next time, hey, I took that little piece of education and I applied it into the next attempt, just like in my life with my thoughts and looking at life as education. I do that with everything. So when I stepped up for, for the practice of yoga, I looked at yoga as being my time. Like it, it was a time for me to understand my body, to appreciate my body. I mean, my body carries me throughout the day, every day. It's the vessel that gets me around and lets me get things done, right? But if I don't appreciate that body by taking a few minutes to stretch it out, of course the stretching is difficult because we haven't been taught how to do it. And it's not valued. So every time I was stretching something, I went slow. I started out with a beginner episodes. I, I currently personally listen to Breathe and Flow on YouTube. You can check them out. They've got wonderful beginning programs and, and they're super calm, they're super chill, and they just teach in a very adaptable manner. So that's how it began with me. But then I started to absorb the benefits of stretching and I started to think like, okay, man, this isn't yoga. This is 30 minutes for myself, right? And what am I doing within these 30 minutes? I'm learning about parts of me that need to be stretched out because I'm not taking care of those parts of my body. And I enjoy that. I enjoy taking and learning about my body and growing with my body because I'm one with it. You know, I'm not better than it. That's something you come to observe. The food you're starting to put into the body, you start to appreciate everything a little more. I quit smoking because I didn't want to affect my body in a poor manner anymore. It just didn't align with me. And that's been incredible in itself, you know, to quit smoking and, and really just give yourself so much love and attention because you value something. It, it really has a wonderful way of growing into something beautiful. And, you know, mind, body, soul, man, like it, it's, it's, it's a pyramid of love and it's a pyramid of success and, and success is defined by what's going on inside of you, not external from you. I don't care how big a bank account is. I don't care how many houses you got or cars or jobs or whatever this is. Everything that matters is inside. Cause I know a lot of people that uh, have money, but they got nothing going on inside of them, right? Their health is poor. They're personal attitude is poor, they, they don't care about other people. And success is to be defined on your own terms. So don't let anyone else define that for you but yourself. But me personally, I've come to understand success is something that comes from within me. You know, because if I wake up every day and I'm happy, 
and I try new things and I encourage other people to grow and I listen and I give myself attention so I can grow more into the love so I can authentically love other people around me man that's success like that that is success the universe opens up for you and it sees what you're doing and it encourages that behavior to grow in and around you so the people that start to align with you on your path are on the same vibrational frequency or same journey you know things start to happen and and synchronicities start to open up and you start to see them so you know fear anxiety and stress of of money and debt and and doing things for other people that we don't want to do it's just an observation and it's a choice like you have the choice to give those moments and emotions energy and they can grow or they can become nothing because you begin to address the things that hold you back rather than be afraid of them and and distracting from what's really going on within and and that's the greatest gift that uh, i've received is is just being able to try something new that's why i quit drugs because i tried something new and i'm I'm so grateful for that and i would encourage you to do that every single day and it, it only has to start with one small thing right like don't have to look at the big picture all the time because the big picture is made up of small moments and small milestones and it's just a wonderful thing to be a part of like this thing called life is just so beautiful the connection to self and the connection to everyone and everything is just really magical and i'm grateful for everyone who listens to my stuff and i'm growing man like i'm I'm just growing and and i'm going to get better at this and just because i'm growing because I, i go within myself you know, and I'm really creating a foundation that wherever I'm trying to get to, whenever I get there, I'm balanced. You know, I'm, I've got harmony within me and I'm standing on a, a firm foundation because it's one I built. It's one I put work in. It's one I discipline myself to achieve. And that's a beautiful part of life discipline, you know, like really just achieving milestones on your own terms and on your own time like discipline yourself man you want something get it like get it i don't use drugs today not because i'm in recovery but because i choose not to i chose to address the emotional traumas that had me attach to the addiction to distract from myself that's what addiction is it's just an obligation to distract from the things that are holding us back in the past you don't have to do drugs to to associate with that Many people won't, but I would encourage you to, to address the emotional traumas that held you back, you know, and, and grow through it because it already happened. You, you don't have to be afraid of it, you know, you can't change it. So the things you can't change, you have to accept, but you can process, you can learn from it. You can look at your emotional traumas as education that was there to help you grow through something or into something. Because the darkness is what brings you to the light. It's just a matter of perspective. Don't be afraid of it. And don't get caught up inside of it. Because if you just see through the eyes of negativity, you will live in a negative world. If you choose to find the positives, you will in fact live in a positive world no matter what your situation is. Just live with love and, and grow with love and and come together. You know, it's a big thing I'm going to be talking about is coming together. And I'm going to help with other avenues, how to arrive uh, at this place of love. There's um, one of my friends does quantum healing. And I'm going to talk about that. And I want you to grow in to just the being of love that you came into this world as and and not be afraid anymore and not see people as different from you and and have no judgments because the place that we are going to is going to have just that the times seem dark right now and they are but the darkness always brings us closer to the light so just enjoy the moment enjoy the ride and and remember that all of this is for something 
I appreciate everyone listening to this and I, I just appreciate you so much because I know you're appreciating yourself by listening to the episodes and, and by listening to the things I have to talk about and things other people that talk the way I do. It's a beautiful thing. You're growing and you're becoming aware that there's something more. And if my journey shows you some of that, I'm so grateful for that. So uh, much love. And, and as always, my social media is Real Talk for an Unreal World. That's the Facebook, the Instagram, and the YouTube. My And TikTok. I got this TikTok thing now because that's what people are doing. But man, I, I suffer with that social media stuff. Like, it's not for me. It's just not. I just, I really struggle with giving it time because I just love living in the moment. And I love, like, just living life. Like, it's connections, human connections are so much more to me than trying to connect on a little device that yes, I know is worldwide and I, that's why I put the videos up, but that's all I really do with it because I just, I, I love the world, right? Like, and, and I travel and I, I put myself out there and I just want to meet the people, but for sure. And that's why I do the podcast so we can distribute it this way. But the social media entities that are out there that consume so much of our time, they're really difficult for me. So forgive me if like that isn't where you think that it should be because I'm just not that guy. I just don't do things for other people and I don't try to be relevant and I don't try to like appease that kind of thing. It's it's not for me and I would encourage you not to do that as well. Like you don't have to sell yourself to nobody, man. Just just be real, just be yourself and, and enjoy life, you know? Like people want to accept you, they'll accept you for you, not for what you put on your social media, right? So uh, my Twitter is real talk number four unreal. And my, my email is realtalkforanunrealworld at gmail.com. Hit me up. You got questions. Like if you're on a journey and you're trying to get through something, you know somebody who's got addiction or mental health. I mean, I'm here. I listen. This is what I do. My journey's for something. I'm for something. I'm not my job. I'm not my bank account. I'm, I'm a human being, a part of the human race. So to me, that means I'm here to connect. And we're here to share our experiences to help each other grow through experiences. So... Never feel like you can't hit me up and if you got some questions or, or something going on. And much love. Like I appreciate all of you for taking the time to get this far. So thank you so much.